Empire of the Sun. Suns. Empire of the Suns. Wet like on book. Wet like on book. Wet like on book. Arizona Sports presents the Empire of the Suns podcast. Empire of the Suns. Welcome to the Empire of the Suns podcast. My name is Kellen Olson, joined as always by Kevin Zimmerman. Hello, Kevin. How's it going? It seems we have uh, an actual coaching search on our hands, which whatever your opinion is, I think it's nice that they have a search, a a wide cast net, if you will, of of candidates here. They certainly borrowed the net from the Cardinals and uh, (laughs) used it themselves here. Hopefully... They did not use it like Monty Austinfort used it over the phone, and they'll be smarter <laughs> about it. Uh, it's a time for jokes early in the podcast because this is not going to be the most serious podcast we go over. And it, it, what I mean by that is just with what we're dealing with, we're going to kind of talk about the release of information in the last 24 hours because here's what we know. Um, and, and this is a podcast where, honestly, if we would have just gotten the concrete information as it is, I'm not sure if we would have podcasted uh, this week. But the information is so, I don't even know if vague is the right word. Like, we're going to get into this. It's just so all over the place. And it, it's such a weird time to be not only a reporter who is on the outside of this kind of stuff like you and I are, but to be an NBA fan. It's just so weird. And we're going to... We're going to get into it here right now. So if you have no idea what we're talking about, I'll go through the entire uh, line of information and reporting that we've gotten so far on the Suns coaching search, and then we'll discuss from there. So it starts on May 22nd, which is two days ago. That is Monday. We're recording this Wednesday night. I will say right now, it seems like the Suns are not going to hire a head coach this week. I feel somewhat comfortable in saying that based off the information we've gotten. So we expect uh, next week is when we'll kind of break down more into the person that they ultimately hire. Like I don't expect this podcast to be aged poorly in 24 hours when they hire someone or whatever. It does not seem like we're at that point, certainly, but here we go. Two days ago, Monday, ESPN's Adrian Wojnarowski. Again, I'm going to read the language because we're going to get into this, like whatever this means. The Bucks are narrowing their group of top candidates in the franchise's head coaching search. Nick Nurse, Kenny Atkinson, and Adrian Griffin. These coaches will be part of final conversations with Milwaukee leadership this week. Nurse looms prominently in Phoenix and Philadelphia searches too. Now, Kevin, why did he not say top candidate, finalist? Why did he say looms prominently I don't know. <laughs> We're going to keep going. <laughs> Woj, yesterday, uh, the Suns are advancing four coaches to meet for interviews in the coming days. Again, focus on the terminology here, people. They're advancing four coaches to meet for interviews in the coming days. That's Nurse Rivers, Doc Rivers, uh, Jordy Fernandez, a associate head coach for the Kings, their top assistant, and then Kevin Young, who we talked about last week, the Suns lead assistant, uh, their associate head coach. 12 minutes later, Shams comes out and he says that the Suns have narrowed their head coaching search to five finalists. So we get some more concrete verbiage here that they are finalists and there are five of them. He's got Nurse Rivers, Fernandez, and Young, and he adds Frank Vogel. 
So Woj does not have Frank Vogel. Woj releases his own ESPN.com article, this whole kind of thing, and indicates that from his information, at least, that Vogel is not a finalist. And we'll get into that here in a minute. Two hours later, Chris Haynes of Bleacher Report comes out and says, Phoenix has yet to reach a final stage of interviewing candidates for its head coaching vacancy. They are also expected to meet with Milwaukee associate head coach Charles Lee and Golden State assistant Kenny Atkinson. That is via Chris Haynes. And then today on the Burns and Gambo show, our own John Gambadoro, who is more plugged into the Suns than pretty much anyone at this point, certainly with how the last couple of years have gone, you can even go back to the, the Ryan McDonough days or really when it started. And for whatever reason, through different ownership, even through uh, different GMs and different head coaches and all this kind of stuff, the Suns have pr- kept things pretty tight the last couple of years. And Gambo's usually had the most information there around any time of year. Gambo said that he is hearing that they are going to be interviewing Fernandez on Thursday and they are going to be interviewing Vogel on Friday. Now, a piece of, Sh- a piece of Shams is reporting that I left out, Kevin, is that those five finalists were going to interview in Michigan later this week uh, with Matt Ishbia, with James Jones, and with other decision makers in the Phoenix front office. Gambo reporting that today Vogel is interviewing in Phoenix on Friday, Fernandez in Phoenix on Thursday, and Gambo was more or less saying that they are not at a stage yet where they have quote-unquote finalists, and they are not at that stage of like the the Michigan interviews, whatever you want. it sounds like they're like this super big deal, like the Michigan interviews. But it sounds like they're not there yet to the point where they have their finalists and they are going to be interviewing them in Michigan. Gamble also goes on to shut down Charles Lee as a, I believe what he was doing was shutting him down as a possibility to get hired. I don't know if he was shutting down the fact that he got he's getting an interview or not. And then he was checking his information on Kenny Atkinson. There's a lot here. Um, Where do you want to start? Because to be clear, we're not really going to be talking about the candidates as much. We'll get to that in a bit. But I believe the most interesting thing to talk about is just the state of information that we're in right now. It's. Um, Yeah, I think you could say, okay, like the, the Vogel, like Shams had Vogel in there. They're meeting in Michigan. And Gamble comes out and says, well, he's interviewing in Phoenix. You know, things like that. Maybe plans change, people's schedules change in the day that that's reported. Or Shams just, you know, got, you know, texting whoever he's texting, got the wrong kind of information and put Frank Vogel in with this other group of where they're interviewing. And, you know, there's reasons you could see that is a little inconsistent or something. But when you add this all up, and we didn't even really mention like Gambo thought and, and like, I don't know why there's a heel turn, but Gambo thought Nick Nurse wouldn't be a candidate at some point early on in this process. He and, thought he wouldn't, he wouldn't get hired basically. Like he ruled him yeah. out to be the next head coach of the Suns. Yeah. And and he was, he was like, from what I'm hearing, you know, as of now, he's not in the mix. And then a few days later he came back and said, well, now he, I am hearing he is in the mix and that's not like he got bad info. It's just things change. But like when you add all these things up and all these inconsistencies between what four reporters, I believe. uh, Yeah. If I, if I wrote out a list right now of the four reporters, I would trust the most on Phoenix suns reporting right now, it would be these four. So it would be, and then Dwayne, Dwayne would be the fifth. 
And Dwayne came out with the, that list of finalists as well. The five finalists that Shams had. That's what Dwayne went with, 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 with on the Republic. So I, what'd you think yeah. after the nurse thing? I mean, my whole thing is I, I think that all the fans on Twitter kind of see something's up, right? Like, someone's putting out false information or different information and like why would you do that to like increase maybe your candidate how they're perceiving things would you do it to like expose a mole and who's leaking information i have no idea because it just doesn't make sense and for like shams Woj, gambo chris haynes i know chris haynes had the isaiah thomas thing he put out there but he's like very consistently good at getting good information and first um i can't remember a time where like four really reputable people have been like not even wrong but i they're getting different information because like when you look at how reports go in like our business like how you know how it goes like you look at adam schefter and ian rapaport or Woj and shams and lots of these guys, like, yeah, they copy and paste a text that they got from a really good source, and they put it out on Twitter at basically, like, within a minute of each other, and it's obvious they're from the same source. But even last night, when Shams and Woj were both putting in stuff out there, you know, within minutes of each other, right, it's, it's different information. So I'm curious, and, like, no one's ever going to say this because that's revealing, like, their craft but I'm curious what all these guys are thinking um, yeah, as far yeah. as like, like what I'm being told who I can trust now. And, and like the next time you put information out there from that person, it's going to be with uh, skepticism, I think. Yeah. Because there's power dynamics that go both ways. I mean, that's we'll talk about that a little bit later, but there are reasons why they report what they do. And there are reasons why the people, giving them that information when it reported. It's a two-way thing. And if you haven't realized that by now with the way that reporting works, it's just, it's just part of the deal. Um, <clears throat> my favorite thing to come out of this by far was last night when a Suns fan replied to Mike V Hill and was like, what if this is just like them trying to figure out the mole, like you said, like figure out who's feeding information. And that led to me thinking of the scene in the departed with Jack Nicholson talking about a rat. <laughs> that led to me thinking of the scene out of Game of Thrones when Tyrion Lannister tells three different stories to three different people he is yes. considering trusting about who he is going to marry to Cersei Lannister's daughter, I think I want to say. I really want to uh, get the details down there as an avid Thrones watcher. But regardless, yeah. he figures out like this is the one person who I can or these are the two people that I can trust this other person. The information got back to me in the wrong way. We can go from there. It is funny to think that that's maybe what is happening here. Um, just because I don't know, it, it would just, it would just be funny. I don't know. How, I don't have a great explanation. <laughs> it's just funny. <laughs> it's yeah. like, I don't have to explain why I find things funny. I guess sometimes I don't know. It's, it would just be funny. I do not think that's what happened here. I think what happened here is everyone is getting information from so many different places that it is coming together in the classic, like, if I tell you and then you tell Danny Shapiro and then Danny Shapiro tells Kevin Stone and Kevin Stone tells Taylor Kinnerup and Taylor Kinnerup tell, tells Taylor Tassler and she tells Luke Forstner and then Luke Forstner tells me, it's not going to be what I told you. You know what I'm saying? 
I think I that think that's called telephone, right? Yeah. Yeah, I think the game of telephone here with just got broken somewhere along the lines because part of part of my qualm with this and this isn't going to be a me venting thing or me being mad about stuff thing, but it's just annoying that the verbiage used cannot be consistent. Like Woj is basically saying these four guys are finalists. And then the headline of that story is like, these are the top four guys, but he just wouldn't use the word finalist. And why is that? Because the agent of this head coach doesn't like it when their guys are referred to as a finalist. Like I, I don't know, but it's, it's just, if we were in a, if we were in a society, if we were in a society, a basketball reporting Twitter society, where just the most clear cut, easy to understand Infor- like language and information was out there, it would be so much easier to be a basketball fan right now. But we have to sit here and figure out what exactly this means. Do you remember what Haynes tweeted the night LeBron re- was con- not not contemplating retirement, but like teasing retirement, basically? Yeah, it was basically sources tell me that I don't remember the exact verbiage. LeBron I guess, but James basically... is unsure if he'll be with the team when the season starts in the fall, and retirement is under consideration. That's what he tweeted. And it was it was sourced, and then Dave McMenamin went to LeBron and just, just said, I had, this, I had this conversation with LeBron, and I don't know if Haynes' source was LeBron or not. I have no idea, but it was just, like, funny that it came out very differently. But it yeah, ultimately – The super ultimately, source thing, and then McMenamin literally just probably, like, as LeBron was walking to his car through the hallways of uh, crypto or whatever, you know? Like, hey, like, you're there. Uh, hey, what about that? Yeah, but, I mean – to me, yeah, we yeah. did that as a, like a sun example when DA hurt his uh hurt his ribs before the games that he missed. We talked to him. We weren't able to like talk. He had already talked in the locker room while we were at, talking at the podium. It was one of those things. But we walked with him, and Dwayne was just asking about his ribs, and like he was like, "Yeah, I think he got knee." And he's like, "Is that what it was? Oh my god!" So what? We're just kind of talking with him for like ninety seconds, and those kinds of conversations can t- sometimes be <laughs> meaningful things, like potentially the greatest basketball player of all time retiring, maybe. <laughs> Just like, but again, like that's an example of how McMenamin just got the direct straight from the source, literally, like the actual literal source, as opposed to the more or less what we're used to lately, which is weird, vague language sourced stuff. Yeah, I mean, the the finalist, not finalist thing is weird because, I mean, this seems like a lot of names, right? Usually if you have finalists, it's four, three, maybe five people and this one is like what are we at six or something now that are still kind of in there unless we count lee which seems like gambo's not sure sure but he's pretty sure um i don't know man it's it's i think it is just frustrating if you have to write on the reports and even if you have to write the reports yourself for woge and shams and all those guys because they're again, like you said, you're they're lo- using that language, that very specific language, for a reason, and that's to keep consistent and make sure they don't tick off their sources. But this is too much inconsistency, man. Like it should be very simple. There's six names; these are the names. Uh, they're still going through the process because that's not like finalists, right? Like that's we're going to meet them in person for the first time. And that's probably not the last, last step. So. Yeah. I, I have know. a, I have a tremendous amount of respect for what these guys do. 
and we're speaking on some of what they do. Like it, it is some of their job is catering, whether we like to admit it or not. Like that's some of what it is. Um, but with that in mind, the amount of work that it takes for them to build these relationships and then consistently keep these relationships afloat when a lot of the times, like think about Woj or Shams, like they have sources on both sides of everything now. So it's like they got to consider and pick their battles and it's just, it's got to be a really, really difficult job to do. Um, so I have a ton of respect for what they do. And I'm saying this to preface the fact that whenever Woj says anything, I took it as just fact six months ago, a year ago. And now we're just in such this weird space with this reporting, like Shams is reporting on Dylan Brooks, where it was like, under no circumstances will Dylan Brooks be back. It's like, okay, you could have just said he won't be back. Like you could have <laughs> just, that was just like, I feel like I'm a mom who like watched a fight among second graders, but like, that's just mean. Like that was uncalled <laughs> for. It was just, it was just, and it was also like, clearly it's like, oh, I wonder where he got that from. You know what I mean? Like it's, it's very clear where it came from and it didn't need to come with that kind of language attached to it. Like it just didn't. So uh, all of this has been stuff that you and I have talked about over the years on this podcast and kind of not danced around, but never had a core cut conversation with it. And I've talked about it on here. Like the reason I don't report stuff is because I'm just not into this part of the business is just not um, interesting to me. And I understand that it's better for my career to be someone who is reporting stuff consistently. It's quite obvious that it is the best thing to be doing in sports journalism right now is breaking news on your own but it's just not interesting to me because of all the politics and the dynamics that go into it. I just, I, I, I'm just never going to be into it. So if you do see me in a year, two years, five years, if I'm still lucky enough <laughs> to be doing this reporting stuff, know that I'm doing it while not considering any of that stuff, you know, like it's not going to come with any of that stuff. Like I've scooped a couple of things over the years, but all of them have not come with a, oh man, I got to like make sure I'm doing this favor for that agent and this guy and like all that kind of stuff. Like it's never going to, I'm never going to do that stuff. And it's just, I mean, there's it's, so it's much. Just, it's just in this really weird space right now too. And, and I'm and I'm trying really hard here to say, like, I'm not trying to play like moral high ground here. You know, it's not what I'm doing at all. Again, I have immense yeah. respect <laughs> for what they do, but it's just well, it's part of the business now. And it's just really strange to see it come to the surface, I guess. In this kind of way, especially for us as the people who were here to talk about the Suns news that is happening, but we have to decipher it now. It actually, it actually is like, it's like I'm playing a puzzle game on my Switch when I read this stuff sometimes, you know what I mean? Yeah, I mean, a couple things, like Bic today used the word shell game, like where you put like a ball or a rock under the shells and you move them around, like that's the game we're all playing reading this. Um, that's probably the game that the reporters feel like they're playing and trying to report this. Um, and, and to your point about like, like Shams came on, I think it was Bickley and Murata a week ago or when Monty was fired. And he, he explained like book and Katie were, he used the words in the loop and they were basically involved in the process where Monty was fired. But like, he never said, um, like they gave the thumbs up. They gave the okay. They gave like anything more than they were in the loop. They knew it was happening. Like that little language thing is like when I'm writing what he said. It's like okay, that's not that's not even a like book was like pushing for it or new or 
it's whatever the, he could have asked. It's in the first, per, like we're doing percentiles, like hundredth percentile is the greatest. It's in like the third percentile of actual information, you know? Yeah. And, like, and we, that's, we the, know and that's this thing one to, thing and that's it. Yeah. And, and that's the thing up to your point about like not wanting to do it. Cause like, you and I have like asked people off the record things for sons and otherwise just doing our jobs or information gathering for the future or whatever. And like, we don't put stuff out there because once you start doing that consistently, then it's like, Oh, like that's the expectation. <laughs> so a lot of it is like, like information gathering so different and, and being trustworthy with people and people telling you stuff. And then there's a whole nother level to putting it out there because one, it becomes expectation and that just consumes your life. Like Shams probably doesn't sleep very much. Like I don't sleep very much, but for very different reasons and I'm in more control of my life. But once you start going down that path, that's yeah. Good luck. I, that's, that's why it's like, we re, we respect the heck out of these people who do it, but that's yeah, you're, you're, you're saying life. your, your job gives you the ability still to be in control of your life where you can't possibly <laughs> imagine Shams having control over his, without his phone. Like I talked about, um, I can't remember if I talked about it on here, but when the money news broke, my phone was plugged in it, into its charger and its charger is in a different, it's in like a random room in the house that I'm never in. Cause I just want to leave it there sometimes and just not look at it. And that's where it was when the money news broke. It's like Shams, I don't think can ever do that ever. No, no. Like I slept through the KD news two hours. And if I had woken up and I was him, I would have just been uh mortified mortified i my whole job like that's what it's for and then i would have failed so yeah i didn't feel that guilty i woke up at one or whatever but like i didn't i just i, I just wonder what a casual sports fan even does with this kind of stuff you know like maybe they leave it up to people not like us necessarily but other fans like friends their their friends who understand it better and they're like, okay, so like, who's the finalist? Because Woj said this, and and most of the time it's not even that. It's just they saw one report, and they're gonna just go with that report as treating that like fact. But again, people just see like the four people read the Woj tweet, and they thought that he meant like four finalists, and it's like not actually clear if that's what he meant or not. And the whole point that I was getting to is that I think everyone has good information here. I think that Woj has the four guys who are at the top of the list. I think that Vogel is one of them that is in that mix on the list as well, but he was not on that list at the time. And I think that Haynes got two guys who are going to be interviewed, but two guys who are probably ultimately not going to get the job. And then I think that right now we are not in the finalist stage and candidates are still being interviewed in Phoenix right now. And then the Michigan interviews will take place next week. And then that's when we'll hear... <clears throat> that's when we'll hear more in terms of finalists and how everything is going there. But the Milwaukee part was worth bringing up at the beginning as well, because it seems like nurse is going to be, able, is potentially looking at the ability to pick his job. I think people are getting ahead of themselves and acting like the Suns and bucks are both offering him the job already. That is certainly not what is happening, but it'll be interesting if Woj's wording said Milwaukee's like meetings are like this week, basically for those three guys. So if Nurse gets offered the job on Friday and the Suns want to give him the job too, and he calls him up and says, hey, I know we're going to be 
in Dearborn on Tuesday or whatever Michigan, <laughs> Michigan town I can think of. Oh, the Dearborn tweets replies heading at Kellen right now. <laughs> I made it sound so like degrading on Dearborn, Michigan. Um, it's a city. It's a city in Michigan. It's in Wayne <laughs> okay. County. Now you're the one actually like doing this, and now you're trying to loop me in with you doing. It. I'm, I don't appreciate that. But Dick calls him and says, "Hey, I'm gonna be in Detroit <laughs> on Tuesday for the meet, but I got to call it. So do you guys want to give me the job too? So I don't. Maybe that happens. But and then we get into it. The old, the old bidding war for for Nick Nurse. But I don't think we're quite there yet. But I just think that that's the stage." um that we're at right now do you agree is that how you're reading things because we had to the it, inside baseball we we've talked about this before like we have our list of like trusted <laughs> i say trusted now trusted reporters where we basically take it as fact add report in front of it uh use reportedly use that language and go from there um but today we kind of had to figure out what to do with what gambo provided us because a lot of stuff contradicted itself and yeah. in a way for he, like everyone, he, his information actually contradicted all three guys, which was really impressive. Like it was, it was a mess. It's been a mess. Yeah. And like it, it even started last night. I had to jump on and be like, Hey, let's just do a story separately on Haynes. Cause that was close enough where we could have just like, Oh, add these to the list, but it was a completely different framing of it. And I was just like, you know what? I trust these reporters. Let's just give credit to one person, what they said, and then that's that. And you can sort out the mess in your head because we don't know, but we can't also ignore it, I guess, either. So, I'm yeah, I, to... I think. Go ahead. Yeah, I just think they're in a stage behind the bucks and that's where like if you really wanted nurse that's one thing we should mention is the bucks seem a step ahead in their process and if nick nurse is given a a job opportunity there um that's gonna be kind of interesting to see if he would wait or not because i think it seems like he might be the first one to fall because at this point it's like Bud doesn't really have a ton of interest out there. That seems to be like getting lots of traction. Monty looks like he's just going to take a year off, which I'm not surprised if Monty does that. Um, So I I think Nurse is kind of the guy who's the first domino to fall in all this. Did someone report the Monty thing after we talked about that? Jake Fisher. And again, it's the language. Wow. Yeah. (laughs) It's, It's the it doesn't seem like he's taking interviews or at least there's not a lot of noise around him. And like, he's come out of his um, escape after that season. So I, yeah, I think so we had, was, it could change, but it, it's right now. It doesn't look like Monty's like going after jobs heavily. Because we had that report where it was like the bucks are really going to go after Monty like aggressively. And then he wasn't named a finalist. And then I noticed again, going back to the reporting thing, that none of the wording or phrasing indicated that Monty had interviewed or was planning to interview. It's just that he was being pursued. And I messaged you and I was like, I wonder if he just like takes a year off or takes like multiple years off. Like he just wants to go see his kid who is a freshman in high school. Now he's a sophomore. Elijah is. Might, be, might be going to be a sophomore because school's just ending. I think. Yeah. Uh, his kid is awesome. I've seen him. I, look, I don't evaluate many 15 year old uh, talents in the basket on the basketball circuit, like some of the high school scouts do, 
by any means the college scouts do, but I've seen him at the facility a ton and he's extremely talented for his age. And the, the sites that do rate guys that young have him as like a top five, top 10 guy in his class. And look, he might just want to be a dad for a bit and chill out. He's going to get paid for three more years. So that's great. He's got his ranch and everything's good. So I, I messaged you that the other day and lo and behold, there's some reporting on it there. So maybe, maybe that's true. Um, Either way, I'm sure he'll be back to basketball eventually, but it it wouldn't surprise me either. Then again, we thought this about Cliff and then he's such a maniac. (laughs) He spent three weeks not working and he was like, see, that was basically like four years off for me. Cliff (laughs) binges his uh, way time and condenses it into, you know, the, two or three weeks in Thailand, and then I, I think he gets bored, which I can see Monty, but I, I think Monty has more of the family and all that kind of thing where he has a lot more to take time away from basketball. So hopefully he's doing well. Yeah, hopefully he is, man. Uh, I'm sure he is too. Uh, let's quick hit things before we go through all of that news and kind of react to it as far as who the next head coach of the Phoenix Suns is going to be. Uh, again, uh, last week's episode, we talked a lot about these candidates in, in depth. We're going to go over more of the guys who we didn't talk about. Uh, we barely talked about Doc Rivers at all, and I, I don't think we talked about Jordy Fernandez uh, at all. So g- kind of going into those guys, uh, one little note as well is that it it appears the Ty Lue thing is done. Like, it, he's not a fun, but he can't be a finalist, so it's like, I don't... Can someone just report that he's going to be back with the Clippers next year? Well, the only thing... (laughs) Like, speaking of reporting, can someone get that done, please? Stephen A. did his weird, like, I feel like reporting today. And he was like, the Clippers could see him going. Ty Lue could be fine with going, but he's undercut. And it's like, that doesn't make sense. Because then they would just, like, let him go. And all, all signs point to, like, yeah, he probably wants an extension for stability, but... I don't know, man. Until there's more than Stephen A. saying something that doesn't make sense, I'm I'm not thinking too heavily about it. Um, yeah, the the Jordy. Did we even talk after the the list of assistants? I don't remember. Yeah, so I I got it. Uh, so Jordy Fernandez, six seasons, uh, assistant coach for Denver under Mike Malone, goes to Sacramento this last year as the associate head coach, the lead assistant for Mike Brown. He coached with Mike Brown on the Nigerian national team. So there was a link developed there. Uh, But Fernandez, interesting guy, Uh, our own. I I say our own just because she used to cover the Suns. Gina Mizell, when she was covering the Denver Nuggets for the Denver Post, uh, wrote about Jordy Fernandez when he was the head coach of their summer league team in 2018. Um, uh, one, One published work away from earning his PhD in sports psychology, Kevin. A little fun fact there uh an 11 page academic article that he co-wrote uh that he hoped will provide coaches with a new model to analyze how to efficiently call as well as construct various plays how about that sounds like a pretty smart guy uh it, again to last week's um soccer metaphor on swedish left wingers that you've never heard of but you try and act like you've heard of so you can impress mm-hmm. your friends and be cool or whatever you're trying to do um we can only interpret so much from an assistant coach like i know you can look at the two teams and say Denver, great offense, Jokic, Sacramento, great offense, Sabonis, and that kind of thing, and be like, you need a playmaking big and all this kind of stuff. And I, I, I don't even know like if that was his offense or like what he was responsible for within the team. We talked about this with Kevin Young previously, but he is in the Kevin Young grouping of the assistant 
like there are six to eight assistants every offseason that have a lot of buzz or have had a lot of buzz, and he's one of them. Yeah, I think the the big thing with him is he's not just like a school, like very smart PhD guy. He's um, has a lot of developmental experience and also like just connects with guys from what you read about him. So, I mean, again, like we're grouping and this is where I'm admittedly an ageist person, but like 40 year old coaches have a lot more in common than, you know, to the players than even Monty's age. Um, I don't even know how old Monty is, but, you know, him, Kevin Young, um, they just have different motivational tactics, can get probably more personable with players. And I don't know what you think about that, but I like Wolf, obviously NFL fullback, discipline, NFL background was like, I like Nick Nurse because Nick Nurse like changes things and he's direct, but also like you got to get over the the communication issues that he does have but also on the other hand it's like I think I would see Devin Booker and Kevin Durant listening to like Kevin Young or Jordy Fernandez so I, I that part doesn't really worry me if you had some divas as stars it would worry me but they don't have that so like if the Suns ultimately went young um Kevin Young or a young coach I mean um that wouldn't necessarily scare me, I guess I'll say. The culture of the team right now, beyond what Monty built, is we are just basketball players and hoopers, and we just want to play for a coach and try and win a championship. Yeah. That's, we just want to go listen to our coach work extremely hard and play basketball and try and win. That's what it is. So I, I agree with you. I don't really, I'm not really concerned about that necessarily. Um, I, I will say Vogel is someone we didn't really talk about either. I think that Vogel is more, uh, you based on how the Lakers stint went, you would be handicapping yourself if you didn't have the right personnel around him defensively. I think you would have to have a couple of pieces defensively to really get what you need out of Vogel. I think that Nurse is more versatile and, and, and adapts more based on what we saw with Toronto do. Now, the back half of the Toronto stay was pretty ugly, and stylistically, they didn't change a ton with their offense, which was isolation heavy. They didn't turn the ball over a lot, but they did not get generate many assists either um but with Vogel it's been like time after time Indiana Orlando LA it's always been about the defensive personnel Doc Rivers I I think you and I can both agree it's not that he's a carbon copy of Monty by any means but it's a very good coach a solid tactician but once you get to the playoffs questions emerge and Doc's resume is overflowing with concerns in terms of his playoff adjustments and if your goal is to win a championship the fact that he has a championship to his name kind of just helps soften the blow for the fact that he's just never really been a good playoff coach. So I don't know how you could reasonably hire someone who everyone just knows is, is not good in the playoffs. I I'll go and defend doc. Just like he connected with that team. And that was a team where you have the dudes, you know who they are. You just have to make it work. And I think he's good at that. Like I thought, he did a good job getting Harden and Joel Embiid to play together. I just didn't think they had enough pieces around them. I didn't think they were that good of a team this year. Um, so I don't know how much I put that on him. Obviously, when the the resume adds up of how he's lost in the playoffs, then it looks a little worse. But you know, I don't I don't think that would be the end of the world either. Um, I have a real I guess I have a really hard time like ranking these coaches, man, because it's like all of them have pros and cons. Um, very easily and I just 
I mean, that's why at the, at the start of this whole thing, we had problems, right? It was like, you're firing money. I get, I get why you might do that, but there's not an obvious home run hire other than Dai Lu still. And, and nurse nurse is the guy who makes the most sense and seems like the best coach to hire. But if you're looking at all of these coaches and say, which one has like the worst, like their upside for the worst to happen, which one has the, the most of that? And that would be nurse too. Like yeah. th- this could go horribly wrong. Like the, the reading I that I was doing. Out, yeah, exactly. I was doing the re uh, I was reading stuff from the athletic from Eric Kareen when, when a nurse got fired and he noted like there were troubles in 2018, 19, like the season before they won the title. Like there was stuff going on in the locker room with him and the players. And then the next year they figure it out, click together and they win a title. Like it's, there were troubles before the troubles. So it's, yeah. it's, it's been a, it's been a well-documented thing with him. But at the same time, I think you just get the best basketball mind and the best overall coach with that uh, being said. And again, it's, this doesn't have to be a long-term program build from anyone. Like it, again, doc, I, I wouldn't understand hiring doc. If part of it is because of like the culture and the program he would bring in, because then that that's what Monty did. And the, the pluses you're getting from doc wouldn't necessarily outweigh stuff that Monty did previously, but with, nurse it, it would be less about long-term culture and more about just like short-term results and that's what this whole hire i think should be anyway so i think he should be the number one guy but either i'm, I'm not going to shut down like any name and say like that's a bad decision i think all of them are fine yeah and again the assistants we don't know i mean we don't know what kevin young can bring right like he could have he could be the next nick nurse and bring all these new things and he was just trying not to overstep his bounds with money but you put him in charge and plug him in and suddenly he's like, okay, I can try these things. So that's, that's going to be an interesting thing too. If they went that direction where we see how differently he coaches, which I think would be super fascinating to watch. Um, But yeah, I mean, nurse is the guy who he has no worries about changing things. So if that's what fans like worried about Monty and didn't like about him, you're going to be upset when he's changing things for no reason. And then forcing the ball into DA's hands or something like that. I can't, I can't usually say this with safety, Kevin, but I think the next time we podcast, it's going to be about the new head coach. I think we're there. I think by the end of next week, right? I think, I think that's fair. Yeah. I mean, the Michigan interviews, it could drag. <laughs> I don't, the, Man, it's not going to drag like the Cardinals search because as oh, okay. wide as right. no, 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 we already did this. We already did this at the top. We can't do it at the bottom. All right, goodbye, everyone. We'll be back next week <laughs> when the Suns have a new head coach.